Yes, people. Welcome to the final chin check of the week. So, today we're breaking down everything that happened last night at Invicta FC 41. And we're also looking at what went down at UFC Vegas 5, aka Bronson v Shabassian. The weigh-ins, people. We've got news. So sit back, enjoy, and let's fucking go. Okay, so in Victor FC 41 is now done. And uh yeah, that was a good night. Yo, we lost the fight, so it went down to five bouts, but everyone delivered, man. Everyone really came hard And I I really do think the tone was sent With the first fight You know, both girls making their pro debuts And god damn That fight was fire So uh, we had Natalie Spence against Alexa Culp And um, so this fight man it, it was it was crazy, right? So Spence, um, she starts off with a good kicking game, you know, but Culp catches a kick um, and gets the fight to the ground. You know, Spence, Spence, not Spence, gosh. Uh, she throws her legs up for a triangle. And I do kind of feel, right... We, we, you could definitely see this is their first pro fights, right? Because you know certain things weren't quite, weren't quite locked in. You know, which you can see. Look, that all comes with experience, right? And I, you think if Species Jiu-Jitsu maybe it'd have been a bit sharper, possibly she could have, you know. Maybe done a little bit more in this one. But yeah, she threw up the legs, tried to get triangle. Colt weren't having it, shrugged the legs aside and was on her. Was on her. And showed tremendous, oh my gosh, com- tremendous control. Because, you know what I mean, she, she comes in, she um, she gets mount. You know, and then, you know, goes into side control and just shows, you know, like, whatever Spice tried, Colt weren't having it. You know what I mean? She, she kept that top position and was hunting, got the back and, you know, really trying for that rear naked. Spice did a good job fighting the hands. But she couldn't do anything else. You know, she couldn't escape. Couldn't escape. Because Culp, she had the body triangle and, you know, she just rode every movement Spice tried. Everything. Right? Spice tried to turn a few times. Culp weren't having it. She just stuck to her. So, uh, yeah. You know, that was a large part of the the first round that, um, yeah. Culp had, you know, premium position. So goes into the second round, and again it starts off. 
Spieth doing a good job with the kicking game. Uh, Colt tried to, um, you know, move in, get the clinch, get it to the ground. Uh, but Spieth did a good job keeping it standing. And in the clinch, landed a couple of big knees to Colt's head. And um, you definitely, I think when they came out of the clinch, you could see that, you know, Colt had got a bit of, um, you know, wear and tear. Right, because that second round started and Spieth did seem slower, but after taking the damage, Culp, you know, she slowed down a little bit, but Spieth tripped, Spieth tripped, Culp jumped on her, Spieth again tried to throw up the triangle, again, Culp shrugs it off, and, um, yo, just showed that her jiu-jitsu is kind of fire. Right, and she's got great control. Because again, she's just moving in, right? Moving in on space and uh, just riding those positions. She gets Spees's back, throws in a rear naked, doesn't even have full control. I mean, she had control, but it wasn't locked in. You know what I mean? Only had one hook in, um, but had the arms under and squeezed. Spice had to tap, man. Spice had to tap. Like, I do kind of feel that some of it came through uh, just inexperience and tiredness. Because once that belt, you could see how tired Spice was. But not taking anything away because Culp, oh man, she looked tremendous. And I, I, you know, just, you know, experience will will shore up a few little things in her defense. She's, you know, working with James Krause. So, hey, that's a great team, you know. So, uh, hey. Things are looking interesting for Colt. She did remind me of um, Kay Hansen when Hansen first came into Invicta. So if Colt can follow that trajectory, man, anything is possible. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, we stayed in the flyweight division and we went with uh, Claire Guffrey. Against Caitlin Sammons uh, for the next bout. Now, this was an odd one for me, right? And I think the judging, I think it did highlight some issues we do have with judging, right? Because the fight starts off, um, Sammons showing good movement, but Guffrey. She was just landing some power shots, like some real just hard body kicks, leg kicks. Um, and she was just able to avoid a lot of what Sammons was trying to do. Sammons couldn't get the takedown, and Guffrey was making her pay. She seemed to have the, the, the heavier hands, the faster hands, right? Second round, I think... Salmons was doing better in the second round, right? She was pushing forward more, 
But Guthrie's was the one landing the most. You do, like, looking at it, Guthrie's landed more on the feet in the second round. And they were heavier shots. Right, so Salmons was doing better. She was pushing forward. But Guthrie's was able to avoid a lot of what she was doing again. Uh, And the second round was the odd one. Right, because uh, a few of the judges gave the second round to Salmons. And, yeah, it was weird. Now, the third round, Salmons really just, you know, show and prove in that third. Like, she took the third clearly. You know, she really went in hard. Because I, I kind of feel that, you know, her coach just did a good job. You know, and made it clear that he wants her to actually get the takedown. You know, really put in some damage. And that's what she did. She she landed the takedown. And she just... Man, she just controlled it on the ground. You know, some great transitions. You know, went into mount. Um... And ended around just landing a barrage of elbows. Right? So, yeah. Like, she gets a split decision win. Um, and, you know, like, although I would have... I did feel Guthrie, you know, should have won it 2-1. to one, You can't be mad at Salmons. Because she really dominated the third... And she was in it in the other two rounds. It's not like she was just getting murked. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, hats off clearly to Salmons, right? Uh, but still not bad for Guthrie. She's 1-1 now in Invicta. Um, and with the Phoenix Rising bout and all of that. But it, it it's just like she, you know... She doesn't lose a lot from that loss, right? Because we still saw a lot in her technique and ability. Uh, but yeah, Salmon's three and zero, so um, definitely a, a good look for her. And we could see her, you know, de- moving definitely up in competition next time out. So the next fight was interesting. We had Caitlin Young against Latoya Walker, who's been out for four years. And when she left, yo, she was one of the rising stars. Yo, so it it was going to be interesting to see how she was going to perform. And I think they showed a few interviews with Young and Young was saying she has no clue what to expect. Do you know, because a lot has happened in the game in those four years. I mean, just think, calf kicks are now a huge part. They weren't really a big thing four years ago. So, so much has changed. And what's Walker been working on in that time out? So, that was the big thing. And what we saw was... A really polished young, you know, uh, you could see that Walker had heavy hands, 
but she was a very, um, there wasn't much movement, you know, wasn't much movement, and Young just attacked her legs, she really implemented a great kicking game, uh, so yeah, she was just kicking the legs, and in varied play, not just the same position, so the calf, the top of the leg, the inside leg, just really taking them apart, going for the body as well, so just taking away Walker's base, right, and so as the fight went on, you could see, like, Walker showed mad toughness, you know, really did, but she just didn't have anything new, you know, she had punches, that was all, you know, and Young just came with a variety of techniques, stepping, elbow, you know, some really good, fast, sharp hands, the kicks, she, uh, yeah, was kind of lighting Walker up, now, Walker always had the power, but as the fight went on, you could see that the power had faded, you know, Young felt um, more confident just standing in the pocket, and really was mixing it up well, so she, you know, got her up against the fence, was throwing just body shots, headshots, hitting with the elbow, knees, and Walker, you know, she's trying to, you know, kind of cover up a bit, and she'd come back with an elbow, but you really notice a difference in what Walker was throwing back to what Young was throwing at her. Like, Young's elbows and everything had a snap on it. Walker's, like, it was kind of, uh, you know, it's, boom, I'm throwing something to throw something. But it didn't really have too much on it. Didn't really have too much on it. And she was doing this crazy thing of turning away from the shots but leaving herself fully open, just fully open, and, um, yeah, Young just looked extremely polished, I think if Young hit harder, she could have stopped this fight, you know, and if, I have to say as well, if Walker wasn't as tough as she was, she would have gone down with the accumulation of shots that Young was throwing at her. So it went the difference. But, um, you know, Young really put on a clinic in this one. And I, I kind of feel if, if Walker is going to continue to come back, she just really needs to work on, firstly, checking kicks. Because she didn't check, well, she checked one, and you kind of, as soon as she checked it, 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 yeah, that hurt her, right? So she needs to work on the checking the kicks, and just a, a more varied attack, you know? Because toughness is only ever going to get you so far, but... um. 
yeah, Young is still a threat in uh, the, uh, you know, the featherweight division. So a good, good, a very good victory for Young. But then we went to the co-main event of the evening. Uh, so we had Brogan Walker Sanchez stepping in on um, ain't two weeks' notice against Aaron Blanchfield, who is a bit of a monster. And this was a fun friggin' fight, people. Really was. This was such a great fight. Such a great fight. And it just shows how good Blanchfield is. Um, you know, Walker Sanchez is no slouch. And even taking this fight on short notice, like, yo, she really came with it. She really did. There was a lot of really good movement. But Blanchfield, she just puts it together so well. And is kind of reckless. You know what I mean? Just a little reckless in there. Uh, you know, she was able to get a takedown in the first round. And, like, ending it. Landing just elbows Right Landing elbows Like in her last fight She got the head kick knockout And we saw her You know Really go into that world a lot in this fight Trying to land that head kick She didn't land it a few times But Walker Sanchez Showed mad heart You know She she walked through fire uh, Blanchfield put her down um, in the second go, it, it was a, um, you know, it was a brief take, uh, you know, touchdown, um, Sanchez gets back to her feet, but then eats more shots as Blanchfield pushed forward, really, you know, bringing it, and it, it's just Blanchfield's reckless style that allowed Walker Sanchez to land some big shots of her own, you know, yeah, like, marking her up a little bit, you know, ain't gonna lie, uh, but Blanchfield, you know, she, she gets another takedown on a really nice level change, you know, onto the legs, boom, gets it down, she's into mount, you know, landing shots, and you, at one point, it looks like she's hunting for a head and arm choke, but she then seamlessly you know, transitions into a uh, crucifix and just hitting the elbow. You know, she loses it, gets it again, and some just great jiu-jitsu, man. Great jiu-jitsu from uh, Blanchfield. And then in the third round, hey, we see more of the same. You know, Walker Sanchez comes forward straight away, just eats a Blanchfield kick. And, um, yeah, Blanchfield just brought that pressure. Yo, know, she uh, gets a clinch, gets a takedown, and we just see tremendous top control. You know, just phenomenal. And she is just raining down damage, 
it was vicious. And I, you, you just, what we saw from Blanchfield is just the raw potential. You know, she, she really looks like she could do something. I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't get a call up to the UFC, you know, pretty soon. Um, but if she stays in Invictra a bit longer, she's going to be challenging for the belt real soon. Like, she definitely does need to, um, you know, shore up that guard a little. Her guard is a little open. You know, she does eat shots as she comes forward at times. But she's always moving. And just her vision and her fight IQ in there is phenomenal. So, hey, big bright things. Definitely, definitely ahead for uh, Aaron Blanchfield, man. And I really cannot wait to see what happens. Um, so we go to the main event. We've got uh, Janaza Morandin, um, you know, evil princess, who missed weight. Like, now, she missed it by 0.9. So, it wasn't too egregious, you know what I mean? But it's still, you know, still missed weight. And she was going up against Montserrat Ruiz, you know, the uh, mad rabbit. So, <laughs> man, these two squared off and, whoo, it looked on. Yo, the energy we got from these two, man, it gave you chills. It was just like, yo, this was going to be a vicious fight. And, uh, yo, these ladies... Delivered, they really did Even though it wasn't the longest fight in the world, you know So, you know, Ruiz was, you know, both were fast Like, both were so fast But Ruiz was coming with flurries, you know um, Mirandin was doing a very good job of avoiding a lot of the damage and she was really measured with her attacks, you know, hitting some heavy punches, some good one-twos, a few overhands, you know, there was some, they both were throwing kicks, uh, Ruiz went for her head arm um, toss, but Mirandin fought it off, circled out, you know, came with her own attacks, then Ruiz just Bum rushed forward, landing a flurry of shots, got Mirandin to the fence, and after landing a couple, just went straight for the head arm toss, landed it. Then she's, uh, you know, if that position isn't bad enough, and you do have to be controlled because you could potentially be giving up your back, right? So she's got it. And she's landing some shots to the head. Not the hardest shots, but it's just a shitty position to be in. That's not bad enough. She traps Mirandan's arm in between her legs, right? 
Meaning random is it's very difficult to defend yourself. So even if you're not getting hit with the hardest shots, you are potentially getting hit with unanswered shots. So the fight could get stopped. Now, Mirandan, she attempts to escape, but in her attempt, her arm gets turned, right? Her arm gets turned and Ruiz keeps the position. So now she's got the arm, you know, repositioned at a different angle between her legs. So she uses the legs to apply the key lock while you know, ain't gripping the head and throwing some punches. And I think it was just that that lock with the legs, you know. Ruiz was able to apply enough pressure where Mirandan had to tap. Yeah, had to tap, and Ruiz got the win. And boy, you saw the elation of what that was like. You know what I mean? Being out for, I know, I think she was out for about a year and a half. You know what I mean? So being out for so long. Oh man, you could see the relief, the joy of getting that win. And um in her interview, I she was so excited, but we also saw Master Vic stellar translation duties. You know, I mean you can see why uh UFC employs him to do the Mexican commentary. Because yo, he did a Oh, man, it was like time on time friggin' translation. It was a, a great job. But man, this was an awesome night of fights. And just some of these performance, I mean, everyone performed really well. But you have to say that Culp, um, Blanchfield, and Ruiz were probably the standouts of the night. And that's not even taking anything away from, you know, Caitlin Young and uh, Caitlin Salmons. Because they performed well as well. But yeah, another fun night. And I think our next Invicta is um, taking place mid-August. So, uh, you know, that's going to be fun, right? Um so not mid-August. No, no, it's September. Hmm. I thought it was August. Okay. So we got a little bit more time to wait. We is 17th of September. Um Invicta FC 42 Cummins B Zapatella for the um Atom Weight title. But uh yeah, that's gonna be fun, man. So uh hey, looking forward to that. And uh, now we wait for um, UFC at the weekend. Okay, so we have now had the weigh-ins for Saturday's fights, and hey, there's been there's been a few things happened. That's what's happened, man. Um, now our, you know, the everyone on the main card made weight. So that's all good. You know what I mean? 
yeah, Maya made weight, so yeah, there's no issues there, um, now the problems came with, uh, starting with Jonathan Martinez, who was scheduled to, um, fight Frankie Sines at Bantamweight, uh, Martinez came in 4.5 pounds heavy, right, so with, um, you know, you can come in at 136, but yeah, Martinez weighed 140.5, so the bout is going ahead, um, you know, it's now going to be a catchweight fight, uh, with, um, Martinez giving up some of his purse, you know what I mean, so we have that, uh, then we had some other stuff happen, okay, so, uh, Eric Spicely had to withdraw from his fight, and we were gonna get Charlie on Tavares, making his UFC debut, um, but, yeah, something happened, something happened, and the fight has just been cancelled now, okay, not quite sure why, um, yeah, maybe, you know, on Tavis, you know, the commission didn't sanction it, who knows, but yeah, that, you know, that fight is completely off, uh, Ray Borg, He's not able to make the fight against Nathan Maines. Uh, but Johnny Amunez is now going to... Uh, he's going to be stepping in as a replacement. Uh, so that is all good. Now, the thing about this one, it means that um, both Munez and... Um, Oh gosh, what's his name again? Um, Mains. Yeah, they'll both be making their UFC debut. But, but, you know, I did think Mains might beat Ray Borg. You know, I took the underdog in that one. Now, Munez, or Munez Jr. Let's get it right, okay. Munez Jr., he has not lost, <laughs> he's on a 13 fight win streak, and um, yeah, his record is a pretty fire, yo, if he's not submitting you, he's a winning vice stoppage, you know, basically that's, that's it, just two decisions in his pro career, Everything else has been a submission or a vicious stoppage. So, I think that, uh, yeah, Munez Jr. is going to get the rub in this one. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like, people. That's what it looks like. Uh, and another fight where we get a change. Okay, so... um. Uh, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? It's, um, Timor, Timor Valleys, who is meant to be fighting Jamal Emmers. 
He had to withdraw. So in his place we are getting Vincent Cachero. Okay. Um, who interestingly enough. Right. He. Um, he last fought in. Um, he last fought in January. Okay. At um, LFA 81. And Emma's headlined that event. You know, so uh, yeah, they both fought in LFA. Um, so you know, they were probably going to meet maybe at some point there, but now they're meeting in the UFC. You know, so that's all good for um, you know, Cacharera. Uh, I do think Emma's is going to win this one, though. You know, so uh, so yeah, you know. A few changes and all of that But, you know, everything is still happening for Saturday night um, But now we just have 11 fights instead of the scheduled 12 But uh, still a great card Still uh, definitely looking forward to it And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens you know, but uh, yeah, there we go, people. Okay, people. So, um, yeah, that's the episode. But before we bounce, let's get into some news. And it looks like the UFC firstly assigned their first fighter from Jordan. That's right, Ali Al Kwasi. The Royal Fighter will be, uh, yeah, making his debut at some point soon, I'd imagine. He is currently 8 and 3. Um, yeah, actually, I don't know what he's, um, yeah, where he fights. So, um, I guess we'll wait and see for that one. But uh, yeah, a new fighter in. Oh, I think he's a bantamweight. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. Or a lightweight. One of the two. I don't know, people. We'll work it out. Some other news, right? So, um, Catlin Vieira was meant to be fighting Iana Kutzentire on the 8th of August. Vieira has to. Ha- Vieira has had to pull out So we are getting Julik Stolarakenko As a replacement Um, I think she was on Tough That season of Tough Um, But yeah That's happening Also Oh (laughs) Oh my god Alright so, uh, oh no, that's a different person Alright, so, um, also on the 8th Ivan R- Rivera will be fighting Ali Alquasi. Okay, so that's happening um, On the 15th, Ike Vili, um, Villanvera will be fighting Jorge Gonzalez um, so that will be at UFC, that, the 15th is also UFC 252, so, um, yeah, that's happening, also, um, 
the following week on the 29th as uh, beat Nama Madapshapripov will finally be stepping in against Yuri Rodriguez um they're headlining the card so it's five rounds people so um i think this will definitely answer a lot of questions um and now we're getting a bit further into the year so on the 3rd of october Jorgon de castro will be fighting carlos felipe then on the 17th of october Hey, this is interesting. So Jessica Andrade, who just fought Rose Nanamunes at strawweight, is going to be stepping up to flyweight to be fighting Jessica I. So Andrade will now have fought at bantamweight, strawweight, and now flyweight crazy let's see what she can do at this uh division also uh, i'm looking forward to this one jillian robinson is gonna be fighting pollyanna botello uh and oh this is an interesting fight at ufc 254 on the 24th of october i believe that's the khabib gaichi card Alexander Volkov is going to be fighting Walt Harris. God damn it, people. We have got some fun friggin' fights to look forward to. But, uh, yeah, that is it, people. So, hey, enjoy the fights tomorrow, and we will catch up again on Monday. All right? Peace.